than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. How did I never notice that there's an 808 in there? Oh, I, I just added one. Don't worry. Uh, higher than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. Higher than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. Higher hey. than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. Hey. Oh, I fucked it up. Hold on. I got it. Higher than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. Hey. Higher than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. Higher, hey. higher than the top of a Triannosaurus Rex. Hey. Yeah, surfing through the jungle. Ah, <laughs> uh, my Trianosaurus. Using my third eye, I call it the Eye of Horus. <laughs> I got ready, man. I was ready to bar he out. Try, he started barring out by trying to rhyme Trianosaurus with jungle and then stopping. <laughs> no, 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 Trianosaurus, and then I and then I rounded it with Eye of Horus, which I feel like is pretty good, honestly. That's, that's decent. That's decent. Uh, What's going did, on, man? Did you see the Facebook groups trying to get me to rap battle a ghost horse? Uh, pardon? Yeah, the a Facebook group is trying to get me to rap battle a ghost horse. Like a, a horse real that has died? No, apparently there's some uh, there's some tradition in... Mm, damn, now I'm going to fuck up some country's <laughs> tradition and I'm not thrilled about that happening. Yeah. I think it's uh, like the Netherlands or something. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find this post you're talking about. but Apparently it's a Christmas tradition where uh, this this like skull of a horse with like a cloak over it comes to your door oh, and basically yeah, yeah, like yeah. asks to come in. It's, it's a Welsh tradition. Welsh. You know, I was in the rough vicinity. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, over there. Over there. Across um, the pond-ish, but not too far. And if and if you can't come up with enough reasons for them not to come in, you have to like sing reasons that the horse can't come in. And if you're if you don't do it enough, and the horse like outlasts you, it comes in and drinks all your booze. Got him. Got him. So, shit. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to up my game in case a ghost horse comes to my door and I gotta rap battle him to keep my booze. Right, right. It's not even like well, is it a a ghost or it's it's the skull of a horse it's like a sentient skull right maybe that's maybe that's more accurate i guess it's a zombie zombie skeleton combination yeah it's like a horse skeleton but like if the skeleton is moving around and like rapping that's that's a horse right that's it's an anim- fuck that's a ghost right <laughs> he's like close enough Close enough to a horse. Today, dude, today. <laughs> roughly a horse. Dude, was, roughly a horse. Put it on the list. <laughs> That's how hard I'm struggling today. I tried to say something about a sandwich cookie in reference to uh, Nutter Butters earlier today. Okay. Like it. And I, and I called it a cookie sandwich, which has a very different meaning. That would be like, mm. a, like two pieces of bread with cookies in the middle. I, I suppose... I suppose. Actually, when you said cookie sandwich, what I was envisioning was or like three cookies, perhaps. I, I was envisioning two cookies <laughs> with like ham and cheese and lettuce and tomato in between. Oh, sure. It could also be that. It's definitely not a normal cookie. It's a cookie not. sandwich is, is not just a, a regular cookie. But why? It's a sandwich but why cookie. is a sandwich cookie what because it is? Because the, sandwi- the sandwich cookie describes the type of cookie. If it's a cookie sandwich, it's a type of sandwich. The cookie is modifying the sandwich. You're right. 
It does need a hyphen for that to be like its own entity, though, right? I don't know. You're you're the English major. Technically, yes. Sandwich cookie is probably hyphenated. That's going to be my my best guess at this time. I got a degree for mediocre paintings. I don't know how to use words. <laughs> they just they were just like I got a degree cuz they were cuz I paid on time. That's the only way I got a college degree. God bless. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you, I'm bud? good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sli- slightly less shitty than I've been for a while, so we're we're moving in the right direction. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hot. That that is what's hot in the streets. To be uh-huh. slightly less shitty, that is what's hot can, in the streets. Can you see my my very large, very unconscious dog in the background? I can see your very large, very unconscious dog in the background. He takes we up a go- significant portion of the screen when he's uh, sprawled out on the floor like that. Yeah, he's very large. Uh, we went for a walk before we recorded, and it's like 90 degrees and how, a 1,000% humidity outside. I was going to say, how did you haircut. not kill your dog? Well, I may have. I mean, you can see him. He's not. <laughs> Marcy. Marcy. Yep, nothing. He's just out. Damn. Uh, but he also hasn't had a haircut since, like, early March. So he has, like, a full-on fur coat. So we walked for like a mile and he's been dead for the last hour. That sounds about right. He's like, that yeah. is far too, far too much of a, an uphill battle and I'm not interested. He, uh, I have this like little putting green thing in my room now. Cause you know, why not? I'm, I'm a 50 year old man and, uh, he loves it because it's like grass, but it's also sort of the consistency of his dog bed. Cause it's like foam oh, rubber on the bottom. Sure. Sure. So he likes to come in here, fold it in half so it's twice as thick, and then lay on it in front of the air conditioning vent in the studio. Perfect. It's his new favorite spot. It yep. sounds it sounds kind of awesome. Like yep. from a from a real dog perspective. It sounds This awesome. is like grass, but it's also my bed and my belly's cold. I live here now. I'm d- I'm done. This is it. This is as good <laughs> as it gets. Uh well if we're gonna do a quick dad dog's ghost blog update. Yeah. Uh, my my version of this is not taking my dog out and then feeling horrible because my dog is an Akita Husky mix, which means she's the type of dog that in December in Minnesota likes to go lay in the snow. And when you're like, hey, come inside, it's like 15 degrees outside. She's like, why would I do that? Right. Because this is awesome. So How about when, when it's 90 and like 90% humidity? Yeah. So... She hates being outside, but she longs for it because she doesn't have enough understanding as a dog to look out the window and be like, it sucks out there. So right. then I feel like an evil dad because she's just like on the couch with her head on the back of the couch looking out the window longingly. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're gonna die. but if I, liter- if I let you run around in the yard right now, you're going to pass out and throw up in like 15 minutes because this <laughs> shit is not built for you and you are not built for it. So... Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to start some fucking like, I wait, I set my alarm to wake up at 4.30 a.m. when it's like 72 degrees and then walk her in the fucking 70 degree dark and that's the only time she can actually fucking get it in. I played played some golf at 7.20 this morning and it was fine and then I went outside at like 1.30 and I almost immediately passed out. (laughs) You cried. You just cried. (laughs) It's terrible. Um. Joy for the week. What do you got? Mm. Mm. What's, make, what's making you a happy bud? Mm. Um, uh, two things are making me happy. One, 
at least a thousand people have seen me fall on my ass. <laughs> Which is That's probably our, our best performing social media post of all time, I would guess. I, I, if it is, I'm thrilled because, like For good I said, reason. I needed, I needed someone to enjoy this, and the fact that it was enjoyed by so many people has brought me so much joy. If you didn't listen oh, to the story, I told it a couple. <laughs> I so was, I so was. I told it a couple episodes ago. But you should go to at what if pod on Instagram and you should watch me break a hammock and fall on my ass. So anyway, that brought me joy that that brought other people joy. The other thing that brought me joy was um, me and wifey got uh, some little some little kayaks for the uh, for the local city of lakes scene. We've been tooling around in some little little kayaks. Oh, oh, I'm gonna do it. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Looking for ways to stay both healthy and sane during quarantine and was like, sure. hey, you know what? Something we could do together, something we could do distance from other people, something that gets us exercise and gets us out of the house. Does your Checks big ass fit in a kayak? That is a fantastic question. <laughs> we had to buy a specific kayak for my big ass. <laughs> Damn, that boy big. Nailed it. Correct. That I tuned boy. that down so it would be in time with the uh, the beat I was working on earlier. I got I gotta bring that back up. Yeah, no, nope. it's getting worse. <laughs> I went the wrong way. Wait, did you put yeah, that sample in a, in a beat? I, 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 it was in the uh, I, 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 in the higher than a T Rex beat a moment ago. Oh, 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 oh! I thought I you had to make him. I had to make him roughly the same uh, tempo. Did you just, I'm sorry, did you just say on a beat that I was working on a little while ago and you just referenced yeah, about the nine minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, you were there. I was there. I was there. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, have, you, have you been out on the, on the lake scene yet? We, we have. We have. We went out on Sunday. It was, nice. uh, we beat the rain and fucking saw some ducks and my, Shit. And what my else bi- can you help for? My, right. My big ass didn't tip over. So that there it is. You can also hope for that. It's a pretty solid day. That's not bad, man. Yeah. I, Hell I've yeah. had, I've had much worse days. Facts. Big facts. Some days are shit. Some days are good. Facts. Some days you're on the water. <laughs> Some days you're in the kayak. Some days you're in the lake. Some days, Facts. some days you you get to say that you wore your Crocs in your boat, and that's a true Ooh. story. That's a true Ooh. story. So our uh, our mutual friend Matt found these things that are like. Um, so I was talking about buying some golf shoes, but how stupid it feels to buy golf shoes because they're like as expensive or more expensive than regular shoes and you just and they all look stupid and you just wear them to walk around on a golf course and like i'm gonna suck either way so you know it's kind of dumb what up mr e he um he found these things it's like just the spike part of a golf shoe and you can put them on any shoes that you want yeah and matt owns a pair of crocs so i've been encouraging him to make his crocs into his golf shoes (laughs) <laughs> okay, first of all, how has Matt not hit me up and co-signed my croc usage? I don't know. He probably doesn't listen to our dumb little podcast here. That's probably true. Well, I'm <laughs> going to tell him. Problem. I'm going to text his ass and tell him that I own crocs. Also, uh, did you see in the Facebook group the person who posted the uh, the the hand crocs, the gloves that are that look like crocs and are made out of croc material? 
What now? What in the damn hell is that used for? <laughs> I don't know, but somebody somebody dubbed them Glocks, which is perfect. Wow, croc, gl- glove Crocs, Croc gloves, Glocks. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, um, no, I don't. I don't know what the purpose would be either. Also, like, it'd be hard to move. They're going to be very hot, which means they're probably going to stink. And mm. I don't think they would offer much protection as far as being actual gloves. Right. Right. Seems like the worst of, of all worlds, but what do it I can't, know? It can't be a real thing. It seems like it's not a real thing. I mean, there's a vi- like, it, it might not be a thing you could go buy in bulk, but like somebody made at least one of them for a goofy ass video. Okay. Right, right, right. That's what I meant. I'm like, I'm like, you can't buy glove, croc gloves on the Crocs website. I don't I know, think they've been would there be recently. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Croc Martins are a thing I've seen recently. Wow. Does that like mean they're Martin just high? Boot, but yeah, and it's like, you know, they look like a Doc Martin, but they're made out of croc material with holes and shit. I honestly kind of respect it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it would be so hot and gross in there, though. Oh, big time. Unless you got the holes in them like normal crocs, because then they, then they actually like send a lot of air through. Otherwise, it'd just be like wearing rain boots. Yeah, but really, really cushy, squishy ones. I guess. Mm. Icky. Dude, it, you get to that point where they're they're like so sweaty that they just suction to your feet and you never could take them off again because they just go like and like, yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not Hell good. No. Was the noise really necessary? <laughs> I nailed it. Uh, I'm like anyway. the guy from uh, from that movie with Police Academy, the guy that does the sounds. I nailed it. Who? Have you ever seen the movie Police Academy? No. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. Isn't that movie hella old? Who's asking? Yeah, but I get fucking (laughs) clowned for not seeing movies that were out before I was alive all the fucking time. Yeah, but you've seen Police Academy for some reason? Because it used to be on Comedy Central like every other weekend, three times a day. Fair. Fifth Element is still running every night, by the way. Sick. (laughs) God bless him. There's a guy uh, in Police Academy who only talks using sounds, and he's real good. Kellen Winslow Jr. Uh, is that really his name? I don't know. That was a tight end for the Cleveland Browns like okay. a few years ago. Okay. But it might, maybe they might have the same name. Okay. They're probably not both junior, though. Okay. Anyway, my joy for the week. Yeah, talk to me, um, Goose. Well, I, I got two, sort of. One is uh, I was real real bored and real sad the other day and i needed some uh dumbass comedy in my life mm. and i've i've gone through all the trailer park boys shit but i was like in a trailer park boys kind of mood sure and i remembered that they have this swear net thing where they just make like a bunch of dumb shorts and online content it's like our patreon but way more diverse yeah and they've been doing it for years right um which i guess we have to but whatever um but they like it's not just them. They'll like produce content for other people and put it on there. It's like sort oh, of I like didn't an actual that. net. That's yeah, cool. sort of like an actual network. And it's four four dollars and twenty cents a month to God subscribe. Bless. Of course, both it is. Canadian, both Canadian and U.S. So if you live in the U.S., you just have to pay more because they want it to be four twenty either way. <laughs> I love that so much. I can't even explain. God, that's awesome. So anyway, I was like, fuck it. I'll give these guys four bucks and see if there's something funny on here. 
and I was scrolling through their shows. And one of the first things I found was they produced two seasons of a show with the uh, Pug Life guys. The uh, fuck off. I'm getting dickered on this one. No, Holy they did not. Shit. Yeah. Hey. So they have it, two seasons is maybe being generous because each episode is like 10 minutes, but it's, it's probably like 25, 10 minute episodes of the Pug Life dudes doing like stupid jumps and shit. But it's all exclusive to SwearNet, and it's, like, slightly higher production value. Like, they made, like, an intro and some title cards and shit for it, but otherwise it's still just dude with, like, a GoPro in his phone filming people building jumps and riding lawnmowers over them. This is the best news ever, and I'm they're going to get my 420 for sure. So (laughs) You win, guys. There are a million more, a million new sounders that I need to pull from there also. Oh, wow. I bet there is. Oh, my God. I bet there is. At a certain point, we're just going to have an exclusively swear net sounders board. I mean, yes. Uh, We almost do already between (laughs) that shit and the Trailer Park Boys shit, but there's Uh, just an unlimited supply now. You love to see it. You absolutely do. One is that, and uh, the other is a film that I've been working on for like the last nine months. Uh, Scoring the trailer exists in the world today. Let's go. Tell the people where to go. It's getting close to being a real thing. I'll I'll link to it in the uh, the show notes, but it's called The Race to Alaska, and it's a feature-length documentary about a engineless boat race that goes 750 miles from uh, Washington up to Alaska along the uh, along the coast up there. How fucking yeah so, it is. Yeah, for, it's for pretty fun are- to have a thing I've been working on since like November be out in the world or, you know, be one step closer to being out in the world. I feel like we've like we've talked about this obviously many times before, but we haven't talked about it recently that Spencer's a professional musician. Like, yeah, we do this, but Spencer's a professional musician. So when he says scoring a feature length documentary, that's what that means for those of you who yeah. who don't understand entirely what that means. I wrote um, like ninety minutes of music for a film that soon you can watch. That fucking beats ass and I'm very excited to watch it and yeah, so- or listen to it. Yeah, they put out the trailer today, and they're doing a little uh, Kickstarter thing to pay off the last little post-production stuff. Sick. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll link to it, and you guys can watch it, and maybe throw them some money, because uh, a good chunk of it will go directly to me, if that's a thing you're into. <laughs> Support the homies, let's go! <laughs> but yeah, man, it feels good to uh, finally have a thing out there. Hell yeah, love it. Congrats, dude, that's tight as hell. Thanks, man. Um Okay, I have some weird-ass UFO stories for us. Oh, dip. But I thought maybe first, since we haven't played voicemails in a fucking million years. Yeah. And we keep talking about doing a voicemail episode and then not doing it. I know. Thought about we it could today. Just, we could just play a few and, and laugh about them, and then we'll still have a million more if we want to do a voicemail episode later. I like where your head's at. I like where your okay. head's at. Sick, bro. Sick. Um, LFG. Let's see what this is. Hey, uh, it's Garrett from Jersey again. Sorry to bother you guys. I know it's a bit late. Well, anyway, on the East Coast it is. This is not a real phone. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. But uh, anyway, I am super freaked out. Every night I sit up on the fire, just looking up at the sky, fucking hoping aliens are just playing air and shit. 
And um, anyway, uh, I two shooting stars, and that was pretty cool. But um, anyway, getting to the point of the story was um, I saw this blue light, this, this blue orb far out, like far. It looked like it looked like the size of a normal star, but it was blue, right blue. And I caught it for a split second as I looked up from my phone because I was watching some stupid YouTube video. And uh, I look up from my phone, just for a split second, it fades out, it's gone. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, uh, David Politis, all right, one of the things he said was, uh, you don't hear any animals. I hear no animals. Granted, might just be because it's night, but... (laughs) You know, you still hear something, crickets or some shit like that. Nice. Anyway, all right. And if you guys don't uh, hear from me in the next couple of weeks, uh, you know I'm abducted. All right. Peace. See you on Mars, boys. He said, see you on Mars, boys. Um, thanks, Garrett. Hey, can we can we grab just the end of that uh, for like the outro of all of our episodes? So uh, if you don't hear from me in a couple weeks, I've uh, been abducted. <laughs> that's just how we. Uh, so that, that's how we close every episode from now on. That was June twenty second. When should we start worrying about Garrett? Um, I don't know. Garrett calls back, but don't cover up your <laughs> microphone this time and tell us that you're okay. Yeah, that was tough to understand. I uh, heard, he saw I heard blue, most of it. He saw a blue light in the sky, and then it blinked out, and then he didn't hear any sounds. And then he thought he was going to be abducted, and something about David Politis. And look, I get it. No, he he was. They were saying that that Politis was someone who has said that like when weird shit happens, people stop hearing shit. I think was the point of separation. Point of separation. The boulders. <laughs> shit went bad real quick. You know what I mean? Okay, let's try this one. Hey, sweary boy. Hi. It's Debbie from Seattle again. Hi. Hi. And I just needed a favor. I'm watching this Trump rally bullshit, and they need to know, can I borrow the what adjinin? Because, like, what the fuck is adjinin? <laughs> Please type. Love you. Bye. Can I borrow the what's adjinin? Is that what she said? <laughs> what's adjinin? Oh. Oh, riff. You're borrow too loud, sh- bud. Borrow the shit out of that. Um, It's a great question. That also, was, I love uh, that we got hit with the uh, it's me again when we for sure have not listened to your first voicemail. Well, you know. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I've I've played a lot of uh poorly attended shows in my life and um I decided to just quit playing shows, so maybe Trump should try the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> Got Feels him. bad, man. Feels bad. You should probably just quit. <laughs> it feels uh, bad. You should just quit. <laughs> <laughs> it means yeah. people don't like means people don't like what you're doing, bud. Maybe hang hang her up. Uh, all right. What do we got here? Hey guys, this is Matthew. Uh, I just listened to your episode about the uh, the angel hair alien. Sure. Matthew. Yep. So you got you got this this jellyfish looking UFO and then Look, you can look an ass boy slimy goo falling from the sky full mm-hmm. of microscopic little jellyfish aliens. You know what that sounds like to me, man? Dude, that sounds like panspermia. 
we just see that when those boys evolve and grow up, they're going to be like a superior race of aliens that are going to take over the planet. That's, that's just my take on it. That sounds like we just see this. Y'all take care now. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck you to you, too, <laughs> player. Goddamn, I'm scared now. It's raining was... motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is raining motherfuckers. Goddamn. Uh, it's raining right. moths out here. Um, it's raining motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. We got we got panspermiad. Well, it happened. <laughs> life comes at you fast. <laughs> I don't, Literally, literally li- life comes at you fast. It's raining motherfuckers. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Um, let's try this one. Hey, it's Sophia again. Hey, this <laughs> You know, sorry. I'm probably not going to see if you just leave us two voicemails in a row because it's just a bunch of strings of numbers, and I look at them like once every three months. <laughs> and, and, and we get a lot of them. <laughs> Sorry. The agains are tough. Sorry, hey, gang. Hey, Sophia again. Hey, this time I got a beat. That was really exciting. Um, I just want to add real quick that it's my personal goal in life to make a lemonade beer that uh, I can get backed by Spencer with a quote. It's not good. It tastes like fake lemonade and shitty beer, but it's still a six out of ten for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Low low standards in this piece. Hell Um, yeah. I'm currently drinking a lemonade beer. Yeah, you are. What are are the chances? This one is delicious, though. This is like an actual good beer called Short Pants by Bauhaus. Which is... Which probably helps no one, because I don't think it's sold outside of Minnesota. I bet it's not. But if you live in Minnesota, it's tasty. Or if you're going on a road trip anytime soon to get out of your house. True, true. Drive to Minnesota and drink a beer. It's worth um, it. Dave from Chicago. Show me what you got. Hey, Spence and Ryan. It's Dave from Chicago. What up, Dave? I'm listening to episode 183 where you're talking about rats. And I just got to the part where you're... you're... Did he say rats? <laughs> Did we do an episode I, on rats? I, lo- I love that that is a very recent episode number, and you're like, did we say rats? Did we do a rats <laughs> episode? I don't remember a rat. No, he said we're talking about rap. I think he's talking about oh. the, my name is, and I'm here to say that I rhyme on beats like every day. Right, right. That makes more sense. Doing uh, the Barney Rubble rap. I could have just kept listening. I just wanted to add, it has nothing to do with rap. But I was watching the Disney Channel the other day, and the new Pebbles commercial has the Yabba Dabba Dude song by Chicks on Speed, which I just totally lost my shit when, when I heard that. And, and I just think it's just a very, very odd pairing for a commercial. But it also kind of means, I guess, uh, Chicks on Speed sold out or something. Anyway, I just <laughs> thought it was hysterical that, that you're mentioning that. And I love you guys. You know, love is real. I've been listening to you a long time. We'll talk to you soon. All right? Bye. Hell yeah. Love is real, and we love you too, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Is Chicks on Speed a band? I'm not I'm not familiar with. It's got to be, right? That is my understanding. Okay. The I think the idea of, well, band's selling out. That's just silly. People got to eat food and stuff. Make your paper, boo-boo. Make your paper. Yeah, I mean... You go to work every day, right? Yep. 
Probably doing something lamer than writing a song called Yabba Dabba Dudes, honestly. That sounds way more fun to me. <laughs> it sounds tight as hell. Um, yeah, I haven't watched the Disney Channel recently, so I don't have a whole lot to uh, add to this, but... I'm sure that's intentional by whoever the uh, music supervisor is for Fruity Pebbles these days. Using their smarts. Using right. their smarts. I see what you did there. How do I become the music director for a cereal? Is that oh, a job? God, of course it is. And God, that's a cool idea. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's it's obviously an ad agency, but still. I yeah, yeah, Close enough. <laughs> Whoever's would, got the Fruity Pebbles account is doing good things. I, I am not taking title audio engineer at whoever and whoever. I'm taking music director for X serial for sure. <laughs> that is what's on my business card. <laughs> Fuck with me. I'm grown now. Uh, all right. We'll play one more and then talk about UFOs. Yo, Swearing Boys. It's Debbie from Seattle again. Oh, Debbie. hi, Debbie. I'm leaving the protest for a second night in a row. Fuck the goddamn police. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a laugh on the way home. Okay. Well, well all right, Debbie. <laughs> Coming in that's, hot. That's, that's all we needed, I guess. Also, I'm pretty sure Debbie was one of our earlier voicemails. Was she the what's hadgenin person? And she said... Debbie again, but this one was also a Debbie again, which means there's another Debbie voicemail in here somewhere. <laughs> Should we find it? Hold on, we can find it. We certainly can. Hold on. Hold you know on. what would be the best troll ever? Actually, y'all should all do this from now on. 612-246-4614. Whenever you leave a voicemail, just start your voicemail with, hey, sweary boys, <laughs> it's so-and-so again, and then we'll never know. We'll never know how many voicemails you have left us. It's true. I just got booted out of our own fucking email. What the hell? What? R Ryan, we've been hacked. Have we been hacked? No. It just decided that I had been inactive for too long or something i guess i think G One i moment. think well never mind <laughs> i didn't think that was a thing with gmail but whatever i think uh, gmail occasionally will just say hey you've never you haven't logged out of this in months for security okay. reasons try that one more time i'm not gonna read her phone number out loud let's see if we can find another one two it starts with a two. Oh, here we go um from Washington. I guess I only call you when I'm going to or leaving a dope-ass thing. And I just <laughs> left the Black Lives Matter protest out here in Seattle. Hell yeah. I wanted to say thank you for keeping it going. Thank you for making me laugh. Thank you for keeping me awake on the way home. Because that shit's hard. Don't drive if you're sleepy, bud, but thanks. Yeah, and if you need to call and talk to us to unsleep yourself, you do that anytime. Alright? You do that anytime. Can you search Anytime by, you need. Uh, you can't search by people's phone numbers. I was going to see how many Debbie phone calls we have. Oh, we, you can. Okay, those were the only three, unless you go back to December of last year. We found the original Deb. We found the OG Debbie. That Pre sounds like a strain of weed. OG Debbie? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. All right, Ryan. Yes. UFOs. They're, UFOs. Everywhere. They're everywhere. They're all Get, around us. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. I've got... Do we have a theme huh? for these, these UFOs? Do we have a theme for these UFOs? Sorry, Speaking I leaned to your away from the mic bro. and didn't realize I leaned away from the mic. <laughs> you were not nowhere doing close. It. Um, no, I just got one. It's the Kecksburg, Pennsylvania UFO of 1965. 
Oh, dip. What in I'm the Hexburg is a Kexburg? I'm going to crack my fucking second fruity beer of the evening here. Grip it and rip it, bud. Shout out to uh, Minnesota made fruity beers tonight. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you yell so loudly that Zoom just mutes your audio. <laughs> and I can't I can't hear what you're saying for like 3 seconds. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. So on air on air production meeting or like peek behind the curtain for you all. So I'm in my I'm in my uh, my earphones and that's how Spencer hears me through a Zoom and I'm recording my audio into a microphone into my computer and then we just match our audio files up after we're done having our conversation. So I have to lean way away from the mic to yell so that what you just heard doesn't sound <laughs> insane and like totally fuck your ears up. But simultaneously <laughs> But simultaneously, it is also still that loud for Spencer because it's coming into him through my headphones. So Zoom, that's Zoom really does funny. Some, like, they do some automatic, like, if your shit is quiet, it'll mute it. They, like, gates it. But also, it does the opposite, where if you're too loud, it just, like, turns your audio off until you, you get back to a reasonable volume. So now I want to know what happens if I step fully away from the microphone and I yell for, like, 10 seconds. Like, will it just mute everything for 10 seconds? I mean... Go ahead. We can find out. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on? Can you hear me? <laughs> I heard you up until the hear me, and then you got out. <laughs> uh, we got to find out like exactly what the decibel threshold is. It for sure it is one. Out. It's got to be. There's it's got to be. be. Yeah. If you get up to like 45, it just it just <laughs> turns your shit off until it, you get back down. It shuts down. It says, this is obviously a mistake at this point. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, in uh December 9th of 1965 near Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, which is uh, about 25 miles southwest of Pittsburgh, 104, thousands of people across 6 US states and parts of Ontario reported seeing a green fireball streak across the sky. Some people who were close to it said it made a humming or hissing noise and had vapor coming off of it. What? And it it made several turns before eventually landing in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Turns? As in this thing did not move in a straight line. It made several turns on its way to Kecksburg. That's not a moon. It's a space station. (laughs) Um... One witness in Kecksburg said, quote, it did not fall. It was controlled. Damn. So this thing comes down uh, in some woods in Kecksburg and a bluish smoke starts pouring up from the the place where it was seen to land. Um, But it was green in the sky. Yeah. So it was like a. Some people said green. Some people said orange. Um, it sounded like it was a like a ball, basically, with green and orange flame coming off of it, and then like a vapor trail behind that. So either smoke or steam or something else. Okay, you said this was at six p.m. Um, I didn't, but it was late oh. afternoon. Did you not? I thought you said it was at six p.m. No, I didn't say a time, but it was oh. late late afternoon, early evening of December 9th, 1965. So 
so yeah, so I was so six p.m. was right regardless. You were right, but I did not say that. But you okay. were basically right. Okay. Although winter maybe time. earlier because yeah, it was maybe a little earlier because it was still like light when this started. Oh, so it was still light. Maybe more like four or something. Okay. 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 December 6 p.m. It's probably dark by then. Yes. Um, the official story, and this was uh, looked into by Project Blue Book, is that three a three-person military team went out and looked in the area until about 2 a.m., didn't find anything, and concluded that people had seen a meteor. That's not a very big team. No. It's not. Hey, um... So here's here's what happened. Thousands of people across six <laughs> states just saw a really intense, scary thing. So you three are going to go look into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, in their I'll defense, s- parts of this do sound very much like a meteor. It's streaking across the sky. There's like flame coming off of it. It was seen across a pretty wide area. It came down somewhere, right? Like that could be a meteor for sure. That's for sure what I was thinking until you said it turned. The turning part is concerning, yeah. Um, There are some other reasons to think it may have not been a meteor. One witness said that they originally saw it from several miles away, and they were able to watch it for several minutes and guessed that it was moving at the speed of about a small airplane. So, Which is way less fast than that stuff would normally move, right? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to stand in one spot and watch a meteor for several minutes. Right. Like, that's just, physics does not work that way. Um, They also, that same person also said that they saw it at a height of about 200 feet for most of that time. So, again, if a meteor is, it's either coming to Earth pretty quickly or it's burning up in the atmosphere pretty quickly. It's not going to stay at about the same elevation. Yeah, that's that's like a flight more than it is anything else. Yeah. Not, not um, a crash. Right. I mean, it did eventually come down, but like it appeared to be um, in some sort of controlled flight before it came down. Yep. Another witness described a bluish fireball and said, quote, looked like it wanted to go over the mountain, but it couldn't. It hesitated, then took a U-turn and went down near Kecksburg. Okay. So this is 10 times weirder because, like, a turn is one thing, like if it's arcing across the sky or something like that. A, fucking, a U-turn is very different. A U-turn is like, that's a, that's a, you're not going to mistake a meteor for a U-turn or a U-turn for a meteor or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, meteors do not turn, especially 180 degrees. Hey, bro, really quick good news. Your dog is not dead because he just moved for the first time in the last 40 minutes. So oh, sick. He's, he's just a very good boy. He's just chill, chill AF. That's all. <laughs> good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you ever think that when you're, do you ever think that when your dog does something? Cause I do. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So one witness, a third witness, claimed to see this object ascend at one point. Okay. Again, squarely Also not in something the, meteors do? Yeah, squarely in the non-meteor camp here. Uh, they do not typically ascend after descending. They do not. Most of these quotes are coming from um, 
a Amazon Prime documentary that is kind of hilarious in how it was produced, but has some good info uh, called Kexberg, The Untold Story. Okay. What are produced, the quotes from actual humans? Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to... I mean... Did they literally interview people who saw it happen, or yes, is that yes, oh, yes, okay? Because so, I don't, I, I don't have all of their names associated with each quote, uh, but it, the film is made by Stan Gordon, who was one of the like primary investigators of this case. Got it, got it, um, got it. and he interviewed and filmed interviews with a bunch of witnesses to the case. Word. I just meant sometimes there's like in those documentaries or whatever they'll be like picture of a random person name uh, attached no. to random person with like text on screen and it's like yeah i'm getting catfished he, right now i think <laughs> he filmed interviews with 21 different witnesses and i just didn't write down each person's name with each quote dip okay that's tight uh okay so one of them claimed to see it ascend whjb radio started getting calls about quote a saucer UFO or something else starting at about 630 that night. Okay. And they started reporting on it and ended up getting over a hundred calls or a hundred separate reports throughout the night of people seeing something flying around in the sky. 400? A hundred, 100. Oh, 100. I think you said 400. No. And in what area got those calls specifically? Uh, I mean, this is... Uh, in or around Kecksburg. I don't know. Okay. Let me see if I can, um, if I can type. You ever, you ever be like one key off on your keyboard and type just complete gibberish? Oh, of course. Instead of radio, I typed T S O P A or something. Absolutely. Um, this, their broadcast area is Pittsburgh, greater Pittsburgh area. So, oh, interesting. So, I wonder if. Got it. I mean, Kecksburg is like a far suburb of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder if anybody in Pittsburgh proper saw it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, they are based in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Broadcast area says just Pittsburgh. So I got don't it. know. Got it. I don't know how strong of a signal they got. Got it. Uh, okay, so anyway, throughout the night, they got over 100 calls, including calls from the Air Force and the Pentagon, according to their, like, station manager at the time. What? Yeah. Bro, who is, who is, like, like, I feel like if the, if the fucking Air Force is calling the TV people, like, we've got a problem. Well... Yes. <laughs> you guys, um, you guys, what's going on? Uh, wait, aren't you, if anything's in the sky, I'm pretty sure you guys are supposed to know. Well, okay, it could be, though, that they're asking them to either not report on it or report on it differently or not say things that they don't know for sure on the air. Yeah. We don't know that it was the Pentagon asking the radio station for information. It could have been... Telling them to shut the fuck up about seeing flying saucers in the area. That's true. That's true. That's true. Or like maybe don't put every fucking person who calls the radio station on the air to talk about our our fucking airplane that's down in the woods. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one person 
uh, Ms. Kalp reported to the radio station that it, in fact, was not an airplane, and she knew because it landed in her backyard. Okay. <laughs> well, gonna go ahead and uh, gonna go ahead and trust you as the authority on the matter. She then got a call. She had a, like a, a farm and a farmhouse, so it was about a half a mile from her actual house, but it was in the woods, like directly behind her property. I found um, your green glowy thing. Yeah. She then, Ms. Kalp, got a call from the Navy and state police, and within 15 minutes, state police were at her house, along with two other people who didn't identify themselves, who scanned the area around her house and the woods for radiation. Oh, dip. And within three hours, the military had set up a command center at the fire station with about 30 different people. Okay. So they, they commandeered the Kecksburg Fire Station with about 30 officers. Okay. That's, that's, that's significantly more serious than the three people they sent to investigate from earlier. Right. Well, see, I don't think that was ever the case. I think Project Blue Book said that was what had happened. The, Wait. The Blue, Book, the Blue Book report says officially three people showed up to look for a meteor and didn't find anything. Got it. But everybody else who's eyewitnesses are like, there is a shitload of people that came onto my property yes. to do this. Yes. Oh, there were dip. 30. Pe- this is fun. I like this one. <laughs> Let's go. Said- <laughs> I think we were talking about good place off air, right? That, that was before we that started. That was off air. That was before we started. Because you've said, oh, dip like five times now. <laughs> I think you're right. You're right. I think it's because we were talking about good place. And I think I, right I, think we started, I started recording. with an oh, dip. And now I can't stop. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. Um, a reporter tried to access the area behind the Kalp house and was told by military to turn around or he would be arrested. Oh, well, it's a good reason to the turn military, around. The military also took over Lillian Hayes' farmhouse uh, in, a, in the same area. None of them identified themselves, and most of them were in civilian clothing. That's and fucking they used, weird. They were at her house for hours, like most of the night, using her phone... And she at one point overheard them placing calls to NASA. What? <laughs> and she checked her phone records later, and none of the phone calls that were made showed up on her bill. So she never knew, like, who they were going to. What? She also reported a strong smell of sulfur outside around her house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stink. We got stinky eggs, a ton of people, NASA's involved. What in the gosh dang heck is going on here? <laughs> um, the firefighters, before their station got commandeered by the military, went out to take a look uh, because they were getting so many reports and people were reporting seeing smoke and stuff. And they saw, they just sent a couple out at first, um, and they saw from a distance what they described as like a welding arc, like that really bright blue light. Yep. Um, but it was happening at regular intervals. So it would flash for like a second every few seconds. Huh. So they went back to the station and got about 30 firefighters to go out and see what was going on and put out a fire if there was one. And according to one of the firefighters who went out there, He said they found a huge metal object that was half buried in the ground that was about eight feet long and about 12 feet around, shaped like an acorn. Damn. 
Um, Damn, that boy big. It had no wings, no propeller, no engine, nothing that would like make it able to move or generate thrust of any kind. It was just like a flat metal surface shaped like an acorn. Huh. No windows, no doors. It was seamless. Uh, There was a big dent in one side, but there were no bearings, rivets, or visible welds. So it was just like this solid metal acorn. The fuck? (laughs) And there were no... No identifying marks except a ring around the base of this thing. So it's like a, so you know, an acorn has like the the cap on it. Yeah, yeah. So like the cap part would be the base, and then the the bulb part was like the top. Sure. And then there wasn't a stem, obviously. So like around the ridge on the base of it, there were what this firefighter described as hieroglyph- hieroglyphic-like markings. Sick. Like all the way around the bottom edge. Love it. Into it. Excited about it. And this thing had obviously crashed and was like half buried into the ground into like a embankment. Before they could do much, two men showed up and kicked all the firefighters out. And then shortly after that, state police and military showed up. So it seems like the firefighters got there before all of the military and state police folks had been mobilized out to the spot. And, and there was they like, immediate, they immediately got booted. And there was like a really great Hollywood conversation between like the, the firefighter chief and like the fucking new guy coming into the crime scene. And he's like, this is above your pay grade captain. And he's like, nothing's above my pay grade. And he's like, get out of here before I have you arrested. <laughs> Except in this case, it was a bunch of volunteer firefighters from Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, and, like, the fucking U.S. Air Force. And so those those firefighters were like, fucking, not my mess, not my problem. Have a good day, boys, <laughs> and drove I'm away. I'm not even being paid. <laughs> John Hayes, who is Lillian Hayes' son, so the, the military took over Lillian Hayes' house for the night because it was close to where this was going down. Her 10-year-old son, um, who was, you know, obviously an adult now and at the time of this documentary that he was interviewed for, said he saw someone wearing NASA gear show up and then shortly after everyone else left. And then he ran up to his room and watched out the window as an empty flatbed truck entered, like drove past their house towards the area where that had been closed off where allegedly this thing crashed. And then a while later, leave with something the size of a Volkswagen Beetle on the back of it, under a a cloth. Which is about an 8x12. Right. So, okay, so the thing about NASA that I don't understand, though, is I got to imagine there is no way that you can assess the danger of something like this in the amount of time it takes to get it, like out of its hole that it's plowed itself into by landing. So wouldn't there be, wouldn't it be a military agency that would like be like, why would NASA be the ones responsible for this? Well, it depends on what you think it is. And obviously like there, there was military there too. Right. So if you, if you send military out first and they're like, well, this is obviously some space shit. Let's get NASA in here. 
or is this maybe like first of all a is this nasa's and b yeah. is this another space agency's and could we learn something from it by keeping this real hush hush yeah that's true that's true and what one more thing that we can get into conversations about what it is or what it might be because some of it relates to that yeah yeah um the the last i think noteworthy um eyewitness account is from a guy named bill weaver who was just out at like people drove out there once they started hearing about what was going on to just see if they could see anything sure and this guy saw claims he saw a like a big box truck pull up Four guys in hazmat suits jump out, carrying a five by five foot cube, like metal cube, and walk in towards where this thing had crashed. Some ET shit, bro. Right? So, extra weird because the object was allegedly much larger than that. So it's, and like, it's obviously fucking heavy. You're not going to have four guys just carry it out of there if it's an eight by 12 metal thing. So the speculation is, was there, a, was there a living thing that needed to go in its own 5x5 five five metal cube? It's an alien in there. <laughs> That's what it is. It's an alien. I mean, probably. Um, to your point from a second ago about what the fuck is NASA doing there, one of the possible explanations is that this was Cosmos 96 which was a Soviet spacecraft intended to explore Venus. So they were going to do like a, a flyby of Venus. Did a bad job if it crashed in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well. You didn't make it to Venus, but. It, it definitely did not make it to Venus, and it actually never left Earth orbit. It launched on, what was it, November? It's probably because they had a dog flying it, the dicks. I don't think they had a dog flying it. Are you kidding me? That's that's what the Russians did all the time. They had the that's dogs. Not what they did at all? They had the dogs fly their shit, man. The it's dogs the, weren't flying the shit. It's the pupstronauts, bro. Uh, dogstronaut is just as good. Dogstronaut Maybe. is pretty good. Uh, yeah, they're cosmonauts. K K nine and hmm. I got nothing. Nailed it. <laughs> Anyway, so this thing launched on November 23rd, never got out of orbit, and then crashed on December 9th, 1965. Okay. But I'm assuming uh, people think it crashed somewhere else? So I'm just going to read from Wikipedia for a second because it, it sums up the connection fairly well. There is some speculation that the re-entry of Cosmos 96 was responsible for a fireball seen over southwestern Ontario and at least eight states from Michigan to New York. Investigations of photographs and sightings of the fireball indicate its path through the atmosphere was probably too steep to be consistent with a spacecraft re-entering Earth and was more likely a meteor and probably ended its flight over western Lake Erie. U.S. Air Force tracking data on Cosmos 96 also indicate the space orbit spacecraft orbit decayed earlier than uh, 8.43 on December 9th. Other con unconfirmed reports state the fireball subsequently landed in Pennsylvania near the town of Kecksburg. 
Uncertainties in the orbital information and re-entry coordinates and time make it difficult to determine definitively if the fireball could have been the Cosmos 96 spacecraft. So the problem is we don't know where this thing came down because the United States did not collect it. Got it. So, well, as far as we know. So they say. Also, right. you know what I you know what I don't know? I don't know much, but you know what I do know? I know that a a capsule or satellite or combo capsule satellite does not make a U-turn when it is uh flying at 200 feet and facing a mountain. <laughs> right. It doesn't it doesn't do that. So, I'm going to send you an image of this thing because it does look sort of similar to the description of the Kecksburg UFO. It's like, it's roughly, it's more, I would say like bell shaped than acorn shaped, but it, it could definitely be confused for such, but there are clear markings on it in Russian yeah, and a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Unless like that burned, maybe that stuff burned off in reentry, I guess. Or you I mean, if you've I never if you've never seen Russian writing, like I don't know, do you yeah, call that hieroglyphics? I don't know. Like it says CCCP on the side. I think people would have known what that was. Yeah, yeah. Or like they would have recognized it as letters at least. Like it's it's still yeah. an alphabet. Yeah. And like this thing has satellite dishes and shit on the outside. Like it's roughly the right shape, but the rest of the story doesn't really add up. I also feel like. And again, I don't know anything because I'm pretty dumb, but I feel like from everything I understand about satellites, the way that they're constructed is like, yes, they have to be able to sustain their time in space, but they're not like, they're not like a capsule that's meant to protect human beings. Well, this, it wasn't a satellite though. Oh, I thought it it was, was it was a, no, it was, it was trying to get to Venus to do a flyby and get some info about Venus. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's the what? I, what else do you call that? A spacecraft. I mean, I guess, but like, there's nobody I'm, in it. An unmanned spacecraft. I mean, a satellite. Yeah. Orbits Earth. This was intended to actually go somewhere. Well, I don't know. The picture you sent me says satellite on it, so I'm going with what the picture says. I don't know. Uh, you know, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says the Cosmos 96 you know, satellite, so I don't know. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> the, I guess the point I was trying to make, though, is like if it's not built to protect human beings, I feel like it's not necessarily built with like the same density of materials. I mean, if we're talking about engineering spacecraft, goddamn, are we unqualified to do that? We for sure are, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is I would be shocked if a satellite falling out of near-Earth orbit and crashing into a field in Pennsylvania is much recognizable by the time it lands. Sure. More than it is a heap of crunched metal. Like I would, especially I would, at especially at night after it crashes when you don't know what you're looking at or for. Yeah, I, it it feels yeah. like it would be really hard to be like it was an acorn shape with these words on it. Like I feel like it would yeah. be more of like a pile of metal and rubble, like well, crunched into yeah, the I ground. Don't I don't know. Who knows? The se- the timing and the secrecy aspects make sense, right? Because 
if you're the if you're the U.S. government, military, NASA, and a Soviet spacecraft lands in Pennsylvania, you want to collect that shit before they do for sure. Hell fucking yeah! And you and you and, probably and you do don't want, want a, you don't want anyone to know that you've collected it. No, and you do want NASA there because NASA is going to be the people who are looking at. Is it a spacecraft? How was it designed? Is there anything here that can help us, et cetera? And we're like, we're mid Cold War and mid space race. Totally. So that's so like those motivations would have been higher than ever. Grab. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And at the time, I think the Soviets were pro- were considered to be ahead of us if they were trying to launch shit to Venus in 65. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a bold move. Granted, they failed miserably. They only made it to Pennsylvania, but. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pays <laughs> off for him. You spent millions of dollars to send an acorn to Pennsylvania, but <laughs> it's a valiant effort. But but college try. Good effort. Good effort. Bud. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's basically the story. I it like was maybe it. a meteor, maybe a UFO, maybe the Russians. I like it. Those are those are three of the, I would say the mo- some of the most common explanations of of the combo. I do think it is always interesting when you get that number and that wide of a like dispersal of reports that like it's very clear something very real existed there. And by real, I mean, this is not like somebody made it up and it's not a group hallucination, like something. There was a physical object there. Yeah, Yeah, there's a physical object there. The the thing that does complicate it the most, and I and I would need to see the documentary or read more about it to know, but the thing that complicates it for me the most is like how many people reported this thing moving differently. Right. Because because if that's like one person who said it turned And then there were nine hundred reports of a meteor. Ju- a thing just like coming down. Yeah. Or not just a meteor, but like I, I would imagine Something moving in a straight line. A a reentry of a satellite would yeah. look similar too. Um, you know, with some sort of trail and obviously like burning up a little bit on its way down. Um, yeah, like that changes things a lot, you know, like that person's right. take changes the changes it a lot. We're putting a, that, that you turn, you turn guys story is doing a lot of work here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. To, for that to become a UFO, that story has to do a lot of work. Right. But anyway, it, I mean, the, the other it version pro- of that. It was- Probably an alien in a in a box and a UFO. Here's hoping. Here's hoping we get to meet <laughs> ET one day. He's gonna be like 300 years oh, old. Yeah. Gonna be a little bored. I'm gonna bring him an In and Out burger. I'm gonna be like, look, this is about as good as it gets here. Here's an In and Out burger. <laughs> get back in your ship. GTFO. Marcy's awake. We gotta wrap it up, bud. Oh, dip. He's moving. He's ready. He's ready. He's like, Dad, let me out. I'm going to eat your microphone so quick. Uh, we love you all. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, again, if you want to be another again person, it's 612-246-4614. Hi at whatifpodcast.com is our email. We got a shop. There's shirts. You could buy shout-outs on the show. You could buy posters. You could buy mugs. You could buy white bucket hats. I tr- so I went to add bucket hats right after we recorded last week. Damn. And they're fucking sold out of bucket hats. Ah, shit. Or, or, rather, or rather, because of COVID, they're not doing longer turnaround items, i.e. Mm. embroidery. Sad. So I added some beach towels. 
<laughs> you love to see it. Go get a beach towel. <laughs> at shop.whatifpodcast.com. It's at whatifpod on all social media. Join the Facebook community. We get weird in there. Go to patreon.com slash whatifpodcast. Get more episodes. We love y'all. See you next week.